What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hello there. Welcome back. Today's episode has been a long time in the making. Simone Soul and I have a conversation that you get to listen to. And it started out as an idea to do a podcast on money-making emotions. And we totally talk about money-making emotions. But what I love about this episode is that we talk about emotions differently. And so for you, at whatever your level of experience is in terms of emotions, I think that you're going to hear something in here that clicks or that allows you to maybe not judge yourself or have a, a starting place on where you can start with emotion. If you aren't already following Simone, she is the host of the Fearless Marketing Podcast. She is a brilliant coach who teaches people how to market joyfully to enjoy their business marketing. She is my client. I have loved getting to watch her and I look forward to sharing this episode with you today. Come on over, listen to our conversation and let's talk about emotions. I love this idea, Simone, of talking about emotions. So for me, I'm just going to share my story and then you can share yours. But I remember I was at an event with um, people and One of the things somebody said was like, the only reason that we do anything or don't do anything was for an emotion. And it's like, that actually changed something in my business. And it's like, I just, that blew my mind. And I, I just started thinking about emotion in such a different way. How did you start to think about emotions? Um, I started coaching with you. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't think about emotions before that? Not in like a super intentional, um, strategic way, but I think obviously, you know, the, I had been, um, building a foundation for being able to process and allow and feel emotions on purpose on my own, but then working with you gave me the language to do it on way more on purpose, way more systematically, way more to get a specific result I want. So. I, I was doing a lot of the work. I just didn't know like what to call it. And I didn't know how to do it on purpose. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Cause I think about people who know yoga there, they do yoga mm-hmm. and they like meditate and they practice calming themselves. But that same skill doesn't necessarily translate over into creating a result. I think business. they don't know that they can use that same skill to create results in business. And that actually it's important <laughs> that they do use those same skills to create results in business or anywhere in your life. Um, But I think when it comes to business, like there's a part of our brains that's like, well, this is different. (laughs) Like all of the self calming, like, you know, it, you need something extra. Like this isn't enough to create like hard results. And I think we are just like shining examples that that's exactly what it takes to create hard results. 
Yeah. And have you always, I mean, I think about for my own self, like I didn't even used to know what emotions were. I was really judgmental of people who had them. <laughs> like my mom is really emotional. And I mean, she, her and my brother both, and they would like say things to me like, well, you just don't feel anything. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. You're just a sociopath with no human feelings. <laughs> that was the kind of thing that you would think. I mean, I don't know that they actually said that kind of stuff, but in my yeah. own mind, that's what my interpretation was. And yeah. and I think about now where I am, where it's like, I don't judge the emotion. I can label them. Um, like, I, I just don't think that's the normal condition though. I think people either think they're really emotional people or they think they have minimal emotion. Yeah, I think that's so interesting to think about because we have such different personalities and I come from the other extreme where I am a very, very emotional person. I could probably compete with your mom and win on the emotionality contest, right? And I think for me, I think for you, it sounds like the work was being able to in, like name and intentionally feel um, the what little emotion you were feeling, Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Um, but for me, it was being able to um, get them, get this like tsunami of emotions that I was always feeling, not under control. I don't like that word control, but it's kind of being like a benevolent and effective, like manager of them. Mm. And I think once I learned how to do that, I learned how to channel my strength of emotions in a, in a intentional, powerful way before Whereas before I felt like they were just running me and I was just consumed and drowning in them all the time. Yeah. I think and the emotion I, stopped, I yeah. I'm sorry, go on. Um, and one more thing is um, that I stopped holding the strength of my emotions against me because you, I think from some stories you told me, you had like a little bit of shame that you weren't feeling enough emotion because other people were telling you, Elizabeth, you have no feelings. And you're like, is that something wrong with me? But I had the opposites version of self-shaming where it's like, I have too many emotions. It means I'm sloppy. It means that I don't have a strong mind. It means I'm not smart. It means I'm not rational, all of these things. And I think people who, who naturally have a lot of emotion believe all some of these self-shaming things about ourselves because, hey, we're told that a lot, right? Um, and from working with you and like learning how to think systematically about emotions, I, le I learned how to not judge my emotions and actually think of my strength of emotions as an asset, right? As something that really I can use to, to create more results, right? It's like, it's not something that's working against me. They're my partners. Like my, my emotions are my partners and they're working for me. They're always pointing me to where I need to go. Yeah. I think I used to just feel numb. I hear that a lot mm. from my clients that they feel numb, but here's what's fascinating is I think I've switched over into the land that you were in and I just feel all the emotions. <laughs> and I think people fear that who are used to feeling numb and it is a very different place to be. But I think the one thing that just always anchors me in is that I'm in control. I know what's creating my emotions, even if they feel like they're just tons of them all over. There is that sense of like, yeah, but I'm creating this and I know what to do to like pull myself back out. Yeah. I think so much about how powerful it is, what I'm able to do now, which is that I want to let everybody know that I feel very intense, negative emotions a lot. Like I feel very terrible, painful emotions very strongly often. Even now, I think that's just like baked into my being and to be able to experience the intense, painful emotion from like 
love and peace. Like that has been everything. Like I can just allow myself to feel all of that um, while still sort of kind of um, letting the, the, the sort of the mystery of the human experience be the container that holds that, right? Rather than just making it mean that something has gone wrong, I, I shouldn't be feeling it or just be, being lost inside the emotion where I'm just like believing all the thoughts that it's creating, right? Yeah. And why do you want to feel emotions in your business, right? Because you're like, I feel really terrible. <laughs> yeah. Why do you want to feel terrible? I don't want to feel terrible. <laughs> And I think actually, to be honest, most of the intense negative emotions I feel now, I don't want to call them negative, let's say pa painful, uncomfortable emotions I feel now are not related to my business mostly. They're just like more about like my personal life and like the world. Um, and I don't, to me, like the way I think about that is it's not that I want to go out of my way to feel the negative emotions. It's that um, being willing to feel them gives me power over them. And not being afraid of them um, gives me so much power to shape them, shape my experience yeah. of them and move through them way faster. I think that's such a great point is that it's so often when we resist and we tighten up and we just don't want them to be there versus just like, yeah, this is part of the experience. They're going to be here. Yeah. yeah. And that's really it's challenging to do, right? Because I don't think we're, we're never taught that unless you get coached by Elizabeth, <laughs> how to, or, or, you know, do mindset work and do, do feeling work, right? How to feel something very intense and be the person, be the consciousness that's having an experience rather than having that experience take you over. And it like sounds very nice when I describe it, but like you really get better at it by like flailing a lot. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say, because we're going to get to the point where we talk about money-making emotions, but when you think about your clients, what, because we both surf coaches, um, what, what emotions do you think your clients want to feel? I think they want to feel like very positive, upbeat emotions. Okay. I think they want to feel confident, like in belief, right? Like they want to feel like that's a passionate feeling. and <laughs> Yeah, like excited, certain. I think they want to feel all of those things. Yeah. And they, a lot of times they make it wrong that they're not feeling all of those spontaneously 100% of the time. Yeah. Well, and I think the same for mine is like, I think about them wanting to feel certain, them wanting mm -hmm. to feel in control and peaceful because mm -hmm. I mean, my people are just like moving so fast. <laughs> they're like, it, it doesn't, it feels tiring. Yeah. And they think peace is on the other side of like creating the goal <laughs> yeah and then it's like surprise it's not <laughs> and feeling proud and accomplished yeah exactly and, yeah and yet feeling like I you're legit them, when I asked yeah. them I'm like really when was the last like last goal you hit how long did you stop and feel proud they were like 33 seconds I'm like exactly <laughs> that's long you're right it wasn't that long. long half a second <laughs> exactly that would be a long time. yeah yeah and I, what I love about the idea of like the emotions people want to feel is they're such a good reflection of what they actually feel. Like my people feel uncertain. They feel powerless. They feel mm. like they're waiting on clients. They feel like I'm doing all this stuff and it's not working. I'm confused. I'm frustrated. I'm worried. And, you know, the emotions they want to feel are such a reflection of what they don't feel. 
Yeah. And tying those shiny emotions that they want to feel to circumstances that are just out of reach, right? So you're just always like in the chasing, like when I sign that next client, I'll feel proud. When I hit this income mark, I'll feel, you know, accomplished or certain or whatever it is. And it just always keeps you in the change in the chasing because you get there, like you just said, you feel that pride or accomplished or whatever it is for three seconds and you're back to not, not remembering that you have the power to generate those emotions um, totally independent of the goal. Yeah. And this is what I love about coaching is that, I mean, I was just talking to my mom and she was telling me that the reason she loves her eBay business is because she doesn't have to talk to anybody. And she like, I don't know, she just made this whole list. And I, I, I summarized to her, I was like, so basically you feel these emotions but you're going to go and like choose an occupation or not choose another one based on emotion. But nobody ever teaches us that it's really that emotion that you want and that you're getting from something. And we can just cut out like 90% of the effort and work by cutting to the chase of the emotion. Completely agree. It's a very needed message in the world. Yes. I wish there were a million more Elizabeths. I don't know if I do, but (laughs) that would be cool. So let's look at our lists of money-making emotions. So for the list- Wait, I have a question. You asked me to create a list of 11 emotions that create money. Why 11 and why so many? I was like, why does she need so many of them? (laughs) I actually told you in the, because I I left her this message and I was like, hey, we should do this podcast. And so I actually just re-listened to it. I think I told you that I made a list of like eight, but that we could have however many- (laughs) So I have no idea oh. where you came up with 11. Okay. It was, it was my thoughts. <laughs> You're like, it was like 11. <laughs> You're like, okay. this number must mean something. Right. It's a giant number. All right. Yeah. It no, is a so lot It doesn't too. have to be 11. I mean, I, yeah. I made like, I did probably make 11 myself, but I just yeah. think the more I kept going, the more I was like, Ooh, and this one and this one. It, yeah. was, it was like a, I don't know if you have those frozen yogurts and you can put candy on them it's like you know next thing you know it's full of junk and you're like oh (laughs) I didn't get any ice (laughs) that's how I felt making this list so tell me when you think about let's I mean I think number one money-making emotion is kind of arbitrary but let's go with it top money-making emotion on your list okay so I feel iffy about this because I don't have the perfect word to describe this emotion but it's allowing Mm. Tell us more. Yeah. So I, I was like, is that any, it is an emotion, but I don't know if that word is the perfect way, word to describe it. But I, when I started to write this list, I thought the number one emotion was going to be something like calm or certain or, you know, um, committed or something like that. But when I really thought about it, the number one contributor to money when it comes to emotions was allowing and being willing to sort of like willing and allowing, right? Um, Willing and allowing of negative emotions, right? So this is something that, because I teach marketing, something that I tell people a lot is that you're not afraid of writing bad copy. You're afraid of the, the emotion that you'll feel when you think you've written copy and you're not willing to feel that bad emotion, right? So maybe it's shame, right? I, I think the number one thing that I did that set me apart from other people in terms of how fast I grew was I was, I literally thought in these words in my brain, like I am willing 
to feel the shame and the inadequacy of thinking that I didn't do an A plus job because I know that my brain is always rigged to tell me that I did a bad job because I was an Asian child growing up. If you get an A minus, you get like beaten at home, right? And I'm like, oh, that's really bad. It has to be perfect, right? So when my when my brain tells me this is not an A plus, therefore it's an F because it's like a binary. <laughs> and if you get an F, you're a loser and like the, everybody, you're going to die. And I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to feel that bad. I'm willing to have that experience. And I intentionally gave myself that talk. I am willing. I am willing before writing copy, before making offers so many times. And the genius of that in retrospect is that I didn't wait to feel more positive, upbeat emotions, like confident or certain and whatever, peaceful, I was just willing to feel bad. And it's a kind of, because I know you're going to ask me, what does that feel like in my body? <laughs> so being willing feels very, now I'm going to describe it with like other emotion words, but it feels kind of like calm, like very like measured, neutral, like, yup, bring it on. I can handle it. I'm, I'm bracing for it, but not like in a, <gasps> I'm bracing, but it's like very calm bracing. I think so what that's I love, number one. Yeah. I think what I love about this, Simone, is that it, it, it required you to have an awareness of this is my pattern. This is who I'm going to just be because I think so often so many other people have that exact same thought. It has to be excellent. It has to be great. It has to, it could be better, but they just see that as like who they are or like, true. And what, I think what really set you apart inside of that with this emotion and choosing it is you were like, oh yeah, no, I'm for sure going to believe that. And I'm going to feel this way when my brain decides it wasn't. And you were like, yeah, the allowing emotion is what gets you through that. I think that's really clever. And actually I did this with like client sessions too, because I didn't always have this, the skill and confidence that I now have in coaching. And for years, I had to give myself a pep talk before going to coach a client that, hey, okay, I'm a good coach. Like, you know, I know I have what it takes. I know how to, you know, like, and I had to make myself, you know, I have to uh, kind of, give, yeah, give myself a pep talk. And when that all became really easy, because before that, I would just dread coaching, like going to coach clients, not because I didn't love coaching, but because I had my brain was telling me like, you're going to not know how to coach them. You're not, not going to know how to help them. And you're going to, they're going to think it was a waste of money. And, and, and all the te these terrible things are going to happen because you're not a good enough coach yet. Right. Like all of these things. And that's what made me dread coaching. And it all turned around when I made a practice of reminding myself, I am willing to feel the pain that comes with like being a mediocre coach mm. or like what, what my, when my brain thinks I'm a mediocre coach. Right. Yeah. I'm willing to, because like if you do a hundred coaching sessions, just by like the law of reality and statistics, not all of the hundred are going to be excellent. Some are going to be excellent. Some are going to be like in the middle and others are going to, it's like a bell curve, right? Others are going to be not as great. And I'm willing to have like the worst experience coaching. I'm willing to have the client be mad at me. I'm willing to feel like I'm a total failure as a coach, willing to feel those emotions. And then I would remind myself that I was willing, that it was worth it because of who I choose to become. And then that would give me the calm that I needed to, to go into the session. And I was nowhere near like confidence and certainty and peace. Yeah. I think the emotion on my list that is similar to yours is acceptance. 
And I know for me, I started my, I mean, really when I came into actually making money, it started because I learned how to accept me. And I stopped making my business mean something about me or the, the success or failure of it. And I really just learned to accept me as I was. And I remember that being such um, impactful work. But then that ability to accept myself then went into the ability to accept my clients, right? Because I mean, as coaches, our clients come to us with all the drama. I think about this as I go to my own coach and it's like we get to see that like most vulnerable side of them. And I just love this idea of accepting their brain exactly as it, out, as it is, as being perfect, as being what it's supposed to be, um, as not being wrong or bad. And, you know, taking that from myself, using that to my clients' brains. Even then, I see this with my clients, like not accepting where they're at in their journey. And I even just updated my process where I'm like, okay, yes, step one is set a goal. But step two is start where you're at, right? Because so often it's this idea of like, I shouldn't be here, like judging, wanting to be further ahead, wanting to like do some crazy jumps and leaps rather than just being okay with like, this is where I am today. This is what I've, you know, this is where I hoped I would be. And this is where I am. And just letting that acceptance wash over all of it, because I think it does create a sense of calm and just kind of peacefulness to be where you are. I think acceptance, the way you described it, it's like this close to allowing. I think they're very similar or the same emotion, but we're just, just describing it differently. And to me, again, I think all words are personal and they just all have a different taste inside each one of our mouths. And to me, the word acceptance feels to me like a little bit more passive than allowing. Mm. To me, allowing feels more active, like I'm choosing it. And there's a hint of, for me, it's a hint of resignation in like, I'm just going to accept it, right? Whereas allowing is like, I'm allowing, like I feel like I have more power. I do like that, especially with the emotions, because there is a sense of like, you are allowing them, you are willing for them to come. I also really love something you said in there, Simone, which is that the words are unique to people. And for those listening, I want you to hear that. Like we may label these emotions as something, we may even have, you know, describe an emotion as feeling a certain way. But at the end of the day, everybody's money-making emotions might be slightly different. They might call them something different. They might... Um, you know, all of that. And that's okay. Totally. Totally. I think it, there, that, that really needs to be said is that people are different. Everybody's brains wired like a little bit different and that you're going to have a different emotional, ex, uh, emotional response to like feeling words than other people will. And it's easy to get panicked. Like, oh, I don't feel that way about that word. Am I doing it wrong? You're not doing it wrong. You just have to trust yourself that enough to be curious about what works for you. Yeah. The other thing I would say is I hear, cause you know, we're going to share this list, but sometimes people say, oh, well, because this is a money-making emotion, I need to feel that, but they can't, they don't know how they're not familiar with it. And so they're trying to leap from, I have no idea how to feel that to, oh my gosh, I should be. And then they just get lost in the judgment. So if you hear yeah. these emotions, it's okay to just start with the emotions, you know, how to feel and identify and like know that these other emotions are here waiting for you to come into when you're ready. Perfect. So what would be another emotion on your list? Okay. So this is, I think a lot of the other ones are, everybody's going to be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like 
uh, that makes sense. But here's one, which I put it as like number six, but not for any good reason. Like it could be number four or whatever. <laughs> but this emotion that I think is interesting that made me think is not actually a feeling word, but I think it's a feeling word. It's like I put predator. Predator? What? I should have asked you, what's the un- most unique thing you put on there? Because <laughs> it's predator. <laughs> I know it's it. a noun. It's not a feeling. But here's an emotion that I experience very often is like, um, I, 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 it took me a while to arrive at the word predator because I was like, is it like ag- aggressive or excited or pumped? Or like there is... Um, so first of all, I want to say this is an emotion that you can only experience some of the time. Because if you ex- if you feel like a predator, even lions don't feel like predators 100% of the time because they have to like sleep and eat and like chill with their other lion friends and family, right? So this is like one part of the nervous system experience. But there is definitely a part where I just like get very focused and there's like a rush of ad- ad- adrenaline in my body, but not in a way where it's like nervous or like... not in an an unpleasant way, but I'm like, I'm focused. This is what I came for. I'm going for the kill. And it's like this, not like a high frequency of excited, but like a medium frequency of excited combined with a little bit of aggression, but in a benevolent way, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but it's like a benevolent, focused, aggressive, going for the kill for the sake of my goals and the causes that I serve sort of, and I I called it predator. It's like the lion scoping out his kill. And in that moment, there's like dead silence in the jungle or in the prairie, wherever lions live. And it's just like, just, and then he just like springs into action. It's like this magical, fluid moment of flow. And there's this great energy to it. That's what What I call it, predator energy. (laughs) What are you thinking when you create? So I, what I love about emotions is that now at this stage, I can create emotion without thought and I can Mm. have thoughts and create emotion. So just for everybody listening, Simone, what, I mean, you might create that on its own, but what are the thoughts you use to, to like build the flame of predator? Oh, that's such a good question. I think sometimes it's like, this is going to be gold. Like I remind myself, like I'm fucking brilliant, kind of like, like puff myself up. So I feel like the queen of the jungle. Right. Mm -hmm. And also it's like, like it's game on bitch. Like, you know, (laughs) it's like, I'm doing this, like watch out world. I think a lot of those were, a lot of those thoughts, sometimes they come to me spontaneously and other times I have to kind of generate them because I'm feeling blah, I'm feeling unmotivated and I just like don't want to do anything. And then I remind myself, wait, what am I forgetting to think? It's one of my favorite questions that you taught me. And I remember, I remember that what I'm forgetting to think is that actually tons of people are impacted every time I show up and that this work is important and that it changes lives. And I am amazing at what I do and I'm a genius and I'm running this empire and I got, I got, a, got business to take care of. And then it's like, all right, bitch, let's do this. Right. I also swear a lot in my self-coaching. So I think it's those thoughts. Like I re- remind myself that it's important and that I'm, that I'm influential and that it changed this work changes lives and it's urgent and I'm the queen and I got to go do it like a general riding into battle. Right. And saying all of this, I want to be very careful to specify, very clear to specify that I'm not thinking, Oh, I'm the queen. I'm so influential. People are looking to me because 
I now have like an almost million dollar business and I have this like very popular podcast. Like I thought all of these things when I had no clients, when I had no money, right? Because I didn't need the, like the money and the whatever external uh, measures to help me feel like what I do is important. Like back then I had, you know, I had my own set of evidence back then that, that it was really important. Like what I have to say is important because nobody else is saying it. Right. And I know, I don't know that, I don't know exactly who my people are, but I know that they're out there and it's imperative that they hear it, this message from me in the exact way that I say it, this matters and it's going to change our lives and I'm going to be the person they're waiting for. So there's ways and I felt a lot of pride in that moment. Like, and it, you can have access to that predator feeling, even if you have zero clients, if you've made zero money. Yeah. Cause what I hear in this is that really, I mean, you mentioned this kind of like battle, like general getting ready to go into battle is you sound very like, it's the, it's the, like the warrior, um, mm. like getting ready to go into battle, psyching themselves up, remember why they're going in to fight, remembering why they want to be there. Um, that's what it sounds like is it's really like the psyching up of yourself and reminding yourself and creating that emotion and getting- But yourself- not in a hustly way. <laughs> yes. Good to reference. Yeah. Because if you're an actual lion, you have to be, I almost, if, if energy is like a thing, which it is, it's almost like, like very like laser focused. It's very sharp, right? And if you are a good general, you're not just going to be like, like, ha, 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 like before battle, you're going to be like very calm, focused, sharp. Like this is the exact strategy that we're going to use to win this battle, right? Yeah. So it, it's this weird combination of adre- adrenaline, but also calm that creates this laser focus. And you said not hustle. Tell me when you think about like laser focused, calm, what would be the hustle version of that? I think, hmm, that's a good question. I think the hustle version of it is feeling those the same, maybe the same amount of like focus and um, drive and everything, but but with some anxiety attached to it, right? It's, so it's general going back, going in, ready, getting ready to go into battle and it's like, okay, we're going to do all these things. I'm really excited. We're going to do all these things and we have all these resources. And then also, but, but if it doesn't work, I better really try really hard, right? Like, and then, and then you, you're letting that, or, or imagine the lion who's like hunting, who's like going to kill the gazelle and eat it. And it's like hiding in the bushes to kill this gazelle. And then it's like, oh my God, what if I'm like, can't run fast enough to catch the gazelle, right? And then that creates a kind of frenetic energy that is counter, counterproductive. And if you're like a good lion, <laughs> I don't know what a good lion is, but if you're like a good hunter of a lion, if you're a good general, you're not going to, your brain's not going to have thoughts like that right before you go hunt right? You're just going to, you're going to be in the, in the inevitability, like I'm going to get that gazelle. Yeah. I love that idea of it. it has an added element of anxiety. The other thing I think of it is if we stay with this like general theme, I think the hustlers like, oh, you were focused on just one thing. Oh, I'm focused on 14 because my brain yes. is constantly saying it's not enough. I better hedge my bets. Or like, I just went half a mile, but then I stopped because it doesn't look like it's working. I need to do more. <laughs> And all that pressure adding up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's that gazelle, but what about that zebra? And what about that bunny? Like I, I like what I are could they go doing. 
what are they doing? Like I could go kill all of them. So what am I doing with this gazelle? Where this like lion, you just have to be like that gazelle. It's me and that gazelle and hundred percent focus on the gazelle. I'm going to go kill it and eat it. Yeah. Okay. So for the sake of time, why don't you tell me what a couple more of yours are and I'll okay. tell you what mine are and then we'll just discuss from there. Okay. So there's so many good ones to pick from, but out the one I'll name right now are daring and curious. Interesting. And I picked daring. I thought this is also an interesting one that came out of my brain, but I think that um, I, I almost put courage and courage is a cousin to daring, I think, but I think um, sometimes it's I think sometimes you need daring before you have courage. Like, I don't know if I feel courageous enough to do this, but I'm going to dare myself to, right? I'm going to dare to show up. And I think there was a quality of I'm going to dare in so many things I did precisely because I did not have the certainty or the peace or whatever other nice emotions. And I think that is what allowed me to go almost like go against my nervous system that was screaming, don't do that. It's it's dangerous. People are going to judge you and then go do it anyway. Right. And it has to be coupled with that quality of like allowing and accepting that we talked about earlier. I'm going to, I'm willing to feel the bad emotions that come with it. And I'm going to, I'm going to dare. I'm going to be daring. Yeah. What I love about your emotions is, is they're very different than what I would choose, but yours really, I mean, and they reflect in your, your growth and like the way you market and the way you build your business is always just like pushing yourself and like, yeah, no, I'm going to feel uncomfortable and let's go do it anyways. And that daring, I like that. I think that's really cool. Cause I think you're, you're daring too, but just, you don't think about it in that way, in the same way. I know. I don't think I've yeah. thought of using that word. Just like predator. I'm like, oh, these are such interesting words. That You're totally a daring predator because I remember one of the times when you shocked me the most was when you decided that you're going to make like literally like $64 million in like seven years. And I was like, what? <laughs> Who thinks like that? Because <laughs> that's daring. Like daring to think that you can make tens of millions of dollars and that it's not even going to be that hard. That takes a lot of daring and you have that. And it takes a predator kind of energy to, to, to be focused enough to get there. Yeah. And when I think about your predator, I think about the feeling I feel the most is like warrior. Like I feel mm. like I'm a warrior. And while I'm like, oh, I don't actually like fight people. It's like, I'm a warrior of my mind. I'm a warrior of like, if anything is possible, like I look at Jeff Benzo and I look at like, oh, you know, um, What's the company he owns? <laughs> uh, you mean Jeff Bezos, like Amazon, or is who's that Benzo? His name? Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes, Amazon, that one. Yeah, Bezos, not Benzo. <laughs> uh, well, you know, a couple extra letters. But I think about like for him to have however many billions of dollars of company, yeah. it's like there's nothing different about what he did other than time. And like sticking with it, it's just that his brain did something that other people's brains haven't been pushed to do. And when I think about what that takes, I feel like a warrior of like, I'm a warrior to sort my mind. I'm a warrior to show up and do the stuff that feels hard when my brain is screaming, don't do it. Or I'm a warrior to like calm it all down and think on purpose and find the neutral circumstance and realize what's happening. And that emotion drives me a lot. Some, I think again with like acceptance and allowing, and I think warrior and predator are like cousins. Yeah, I think so. Some of yeah. the other emotions I put down, I put down love. Oh and yeah, I have that too. 
I just like, I, I told one of my clients and she was like, I don't know. That sounds like a weird one. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe because we think about like, we say, I love you to people, but we aren't used to like holding it in our body and really thinking like, no, I love coaching. I love like the impact I see on my clients. I love, right. Like just filling my body with like, that's what drives me is like, I love, and therefore I market and I sell and I help. So I have something to add to that. I also have love. I actually have loving on my list, which is the same thing. But when I say love, what a lot of people think I mean is like these pink, warm and fuzzy emotions. Hmm. And don't get me wrong. I feel a lot of pink, warm and fuzzy emotions, like of that kind of love. Like, oh, I love my clients so much. I love my business so much. Like I, I do feel that. But you know what else is love? is this is the example that I always give to my clients is like, you're, you came home from work. It was like raining outside. You had a fight with your boss. You're so tired. You're going to go and eat an entire pint of ice cream. You hate everything. You're so, so like, like exhausted to the bone and your dog is looking at you like, take me out for a walk. And you're, you would like, you do not want to, you you literally want to plop down on your bed in your coat and like, just, just check out. But you're going to go walk your dog anyway because you love the dog. And that sometimes that feeling of love and being loving is like, listen, this is the last thing I want to do in the, in the world right now. And I'm going to show up for you anyway. I'm going to show, I'm going to do it anyway because the love that I have for my dog is stronger than my, my desire to be comfortable, right? And that is not a pink, fluffy warm and fuzzy emotion, it's gritty. Sometimes it's very like, ugh, like, <laughs> like I have, I've never owned a dog, but I, I've been like a dog and like I've babysat a lot of dogs or I guess dog sat, not babysat. But then sometimes I, I really don't feel like walking a dog. I'd be like, ugh, you know what dog? Like, fuck this. I kind of hate you, but I love you. I'm going to take you out for a walk anyway. And the truth is that the, the, is that the love wins. I'm not going to like not walk the dog, right? So mm-hmm. I, wanna, I want people to consider that love is so important and it has all these different dimensions, right? Like the yeah. lengths that you would go to for your child because you love them and it's not all positive, right? There is the fluffy, warm and fuzzy, like candy, cotton candy kind of love, but there's so much else too and it all counts, Well, and I think of love as like, I feel love is a very hard emotion. Like it's a very strong emotion. Yes. But it's like, it's strong on the top and soft on the bottom. It's so good. And when I think about love, I think about love is our clients asking us how to do something. And it's like, I love my client by not telling them. I love them by Mm. asking them a question and helping them explore their own mind and helping them think through it and helping them. I think about like these, these, you know, little puzzles or whatever, where there's dead ends. And it's like, when I think about the best thing I do for my clients, it's by helping them extend those, those lines to their puzzle of like, these are thoughts that they never thought. These are places they never went. And it's like, if I don't love them and I'm just like, Ooh, how can we get the quickest result? What, what's going to happen here? Oh, I'll just tell you what to do but it's like, I love them. And I'm like, "Mm, let's go for this growth. You know what I hear you describing? I think it's like love without hustle. (laughs) Because you're just loving them 
as they are, you're loving them where they are, and you're loving the process that you're taking them through without this anxiety of like, I have to help them get there faster. Or like, I, or if you don't love them in that way, without, without the allowing, you're going to just get sucked into their story, right? They're like, I'm in trouble. I need help. I feel helpless. And you're going to be like, oh no, let me come help you. Cause I'm also believing that you're helpless. Yeah. Right. Whereas where you are totally, where you let them be where they are without making it a problem and you can love them anyway, that is the most powerful uh, place you can hold as a coach. And I think I can do that because of this other emotion, which is, it's not really an emotion, but an energy, like done energy. Like when I think about my own goals, I know for sure my goals are done. How do I know? Because I'm in control of creating them and I feel it's another emotion. I love such a sense of control. And such a sense of like personal responsibility that it's not up to anybody else. It's all me. And I, I transfer that over to my clients where it's like when I'm coaching them, it's done. Like one of my clients just posted and she, I think she said she's done 72 consults and she just signed three clients in 15 days. And nice. it's just that sense of like, she had to hold on. She had to keep believing. And sometimes I was the thing that was like, nope. You're like, so much is working here. You are, this is working, but it's that belief. Like, no, her business explodes. And I just feel that for my clients where it's like, no, it's done. That thing you want, it's already done. This is just part of the process. I was so glad you said that because I have a unique way of thinking about it. It's done energy mm. that is different from yours. Because I have a lot of resistance to those words. Just know to listeners, really? if you have resistance to certain words, it's not, you're, it's not your fault. You just got to go find a different word for it that describes the same thing that where you don't have resistance. I love so, how many of these things, Simone, that you're like, yeah. actually, we say <laughs> the exact same thing, but we just say it completely different. I think that people need that, right? Like at the end of the yeah. day, when somebody is like, well, what makes me unique? And it's like, it's these little things. So yes, please tell us. So every time I hear done energy, my brain's like, but it's not done. How do you know it's done? Right. And so my brain wants to fight it and argue with it. So, but, but I, I know how to access the same feeling. And here's how in my crazy worldview, <laughs> I literally believe in planes of possibility that exist in the universe, quantum planes of possibility. Okay. Where all of the possibilities of our future coexist at the same time in different planes. Yeah. I can get behind that. So so for example, I run a mastermind called Six Months to Fully Booked. There is a plane of possibility where you are a fully booked coach in six months that exists in the universe. It's a quantum plane. And then there's another plane of possibility where that's not the case. And we vote for the plane that we're going to get by like, deciding which one to pay attention to. Yeah. Every day we get to vote. I love that. Yeah. You're like, I vote for this plane, right? And that's like every moment you get to redirect your brain towards what you're going to believe. And so it's not that to me, so the way I think of it, it's not that it's done. It's that all these possibilities are equally available to you. And which one are you going to vote for? Right? Yeah. I really like that. I think that's a cool way. I think when I think about it, it's really that sense of control because when I think about something not being done and I did a training on this once where I walked everybody through, like, tell me what you're in, like, in control of. And then they were unable to make a list of things they weren't in control of. 
Mm. And it's just this idea that it's like when we know that hitting our goal is in our control, that we can control how we think, we can control how we feel, we can control how long we market, we can control how um, we speak to our people being in their head, not ours, all of that stuff. It's like, I think about done energy as just being completely in my control, but I do really love that idea that it's like we're voting every day because you're right. Sometimes even when we know it's in our control, we're voting for <laughs> the thing we don't want. Yeah. And I think the whole, again, I think we're talking about the same thing where the whole fields of possibility idea, it makes so much sense to me. And to me, like my job as a coach is to be, have my attention be 1000% focused on the field of possibility for my clients that I want for them, that they want for themselves. Right. So I am 100% of the time my, I'm voting any given time of the day, I'm voting for the, for the future where they have, um, where, where they're a fully booked coach, where they have a six figure business, what it, whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And at each moment I spend outside of that field, each moment I spend in doubt is me downvoting that possibility. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of what I do with myself. And the thing is, again, with like my brain, it's like, it's not done. It's totally possible that I'll just like bomb my business and be broke in three years and like not have anything going on. That is a possibility that exists, but I'm not going to vote for it. I'm going to vote for the possibility where I have made $20 million and I am mover and shaker in the world. And I just, I'm doing all the great things that I want to do. And I'm happy. Like that's, that's what I want to vote for. And so I don't let myself I don't let my attention wander into other pos- other fields of possibility. Yeah. I just love that visual where it's like, they are all possible. I'm not denying yeah. that and I'm choosing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's part of like, de- I think people think that they have to deny other possibilities and it doesn't feel real to them, right? Like, of course it's possible. Anything is possible. You might not hit your goal. You might like get hit by a truck tomorrow, but like what, but again, what's the use of voting for that possibility? And yeah. with the work that you teach with the mindset, we teach ourselves how to find evidence of how our choices, our votes, so to speak, our thoughts, our beliefs actually directly lead to the exact um, field of possibility becoming true, right? So I have trained my mind so much to believe and, and look for evidence of and confirm that that really is what's happening. We get the reality that we voted for. We get the possibility we voted for. And so I'm so much more sold that I want to keep voting in the right direction because that's exactly what's, what's going to usher in what I want. Yeah. I think what you just said was we get to choose our result because we choose the thoughts of the plane that we want. Right. We're like talking in two different, like two different languages, like Greek and Japanese, but we're saying the same thing. You're like so philosophical. I'm like, "Hmm, what's the very basic, what is she saying? But we're doing the same thing, which is so interesting. Yeah, I do. Like, I yeah. really like that visual. It's like, yeah, it's the thought. Because you're right. Each plane, if we think of it as lines, they have different thoughts and feelings that I guess this is too where people think about like the vibration of something. Mm, Each of those planes exactly. has a different feeling, right? The plane where I think about this with, um, you know, I guess it could be anything, but if your business doesn't work, you have a certain set of thoughts and feelings. And when you're like, no, my business works, you're like, yeah, I just choose to think these other thoughts and feelings and vote for that. Yeah. Yeah. So the last emotion I want to mention as we wrap this up is that I I wrote down and I just, I love it. It's one of my favorites and it's present. 
Mm. And it's such a space of relief for me because I feel like my brain can be such a, a very fast moving place, exhausting. And yet when I think of presence, I think of it as this emotion that in an instant I can remember that I'm only right here in this moment, in this, in this instant. And I just feel my whole mind and body relax as I'm like, oh yeah, everything I'm worrying about, like it feels like it's so, it's coming up fast and it's happening so soon. And it's like, oh, this moment right here is all that exists. And the rest of that's in my mind. And I like that emotion. I think that's a, I think it's a powerful emotion for building a business because it takes you out of your head and spinning, being in the past, being in the future, and just like gives you that like, oh no, feet on the ground. Here's where you're at. Okay. So once again, <laughs> I love that emotion. I actually didn't have it on my list, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good one. And here's the way I think about that, right? Because when I hear the word presence, not all the time, but a lot of the times my mind is like, but what does that mean? What, do, what does that mean? How do I do presence? And I get confused, right? And so, but the way I think, the way I think about it when I hear you describe it is to me, the presence of like just being here and now, um, out of the past, out of the future, just being in myself is the quality of like dropping down into my body. And yep. I know that's not an emotion per se, it sounds like an action dropping down into my body, but it's a way of being where I'm aware that I have an animal body, that I am having a nervous system experience in my animal body. Oh, and here's what's going on here. Oh, like that actually creates the quality of presence for me. Whereas if you said, here, be present, I'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? Right? So to me, it's like, oh yeah, I have a body. Let me experience the body that I'm in right now. Yeah. I would say, I mean, when you say that dropping into your body, I would say, yes. When I think of feeling present, I feel yeah. like my whole body feels heavier. It is a body mm -hmm. experience. And then your brain gets the benefit of the body. And yeah. maybe one of the cousins of this, of this emotion is also like grounded, right? Because you said your body feels heavier and not heavy, like bad heavy, but heavy, like you have a weight center in you where it used to be scattered in different places. And it's feel, good to feel like I'm standing on solid ground, like I'm here. Yeah, for sure. I love, Simone, how we thought we were going to talk about like money-making emotions, but really it just turned into an episode of here's how we, here's how I think about this and here's how you, like same emotion. But these are the money-making emotions. These sure. are 100%, like I think... If you really listen, dear listener, if you really take this seriously and really prioritize the study of emotions and the intentional experience of them, you're going to have the results that we do or better. That's what it takes, 100%. Yeah. And when you learn to create them and you learn to tie them to your thoughts and you feel like you're in control, it's like, yeah, you create the results because your emotions are yours to control. Huh, you're the top lion of the jungle. That's right. <laughs> you can have any gazelle you want. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Simone, for coming on and having this conversation with me. You're so welcome. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. <laughs> These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.